Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning. It is Wednesday, February 14th, five minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So we have not talked about Hunter Biden in a while, but guess what? Today is our lucky day. He was testifying uh, yesterday in front of a uh, impeachment inquiry with the House uh, Oversight and Judiciary Committees. And during that meeting, he uh, Tony Bobolinsky, his former business associate, testified under oath that uh, Joe Biden is in fact the big guy. And I'm told by sources in the room right now with Tony Bobolinsky that he's testified under oath that he did, of course, meet with Joe Biden back in 2017 in Los Angeles on the sidelines of that Milken conference. And it wasn't just a quick meeting. Apparently, Bobolinsky testified that he met with Joe Biden for 45 minutes to an hour back in May 2017. So that's happening right now. Also, a source told me that Bobolinsky has, in fact, confirmed under oath that Joe Biden is the big guy or he was the big guy in those emails that, of course, have been flown around for years okay so that was brooke singman from uh fox digital and so she was reporting on hunter biden and what's going on in this case and she went on to say that uh joe biden is definitely the brand and that is what tony bobolinsky testified to in front of this oversight committee but isn't it wild that this is even news like it's being reported as so this is some sort of shocking revelation like we've already been down this road everybody already knows yeah joe biden was totally in cahoots with hunter biden joe biden as the report says we'll use that term was the brand Mm -hmm. that that his family and it look it goes deeper than hunter biden that's blatantly obvious was selling right it was this guy's vice president and its office for sale and we are the conduits or you know with the you know we are the people who can provide the access or whatever phrase you want to use to joe biden why it's news is because bob alinsky came out in 2020 mm-hmm. it was like and yeah, said this th- that laptop's real it's all real i was worked with this guy yeah that's totally him and social media conspired with the federal government to squash the story and let you not see a story that's 100% totally real. That's the story. So he went on to say that uh, Joe Biden was the enabler of the family's, you know, foreign business deals and that he was definitely more than a participant in the family's business. And uh, it was a very complex scheme, but that Joe Biden was definitely the ringleader in all of it. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's just like the mob. It's just like the mafia. I mean, like it was... A, a, office for sale but it's no different than what the clintons did i mean remember all those years how much money the clinton you know global initiative brought in and then as soon as she you know suppose they did all this good and helped all these people and then as soon as she loses the presidential race the thing just basically folds over Goes on itself away. went away i thought it was about helping people and doing doing good and there's no was almost no coverage of that whatsoever. The, the, this stuff happens all the time with these politicians. So Bobolinsky, he claimed that the big guy was Joe Biden, and when he was vice president, and 
Joe Biden doesn't even remember that, though, you know? Well, Joe Biden doesn't remember when he was vice president. You're right. I mean, that her, the her report spells that out clearly. This is uh, this is shouldn't be news to any of these people who are, who are hearing this guy testify. They have evidence, clear, ev- irrefutable financial documents in front of them that show what Joe Biden was doing and that, uh, amongst others, Hunter Biden was the conduit to make this happen. And Hunter Biden was like, you know, Joe Biden's the the Don and Hunter Biden's like an underboss. So uh, a couple more things on this topic. It's not just the laptop from hell. It's now being reported that Hunter Biden's phone contained multiple photos of cocaine, crack cocaine, all sorts of drug paraphernalia. Uh, He had images on his iPhone of all this drug use. That's really shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. But again, we're going down this road. And what's going to come of any of this? Is it just the fact that they want to get this testimony on record like what what are they going to do with it well you're right what because what further proof if you have not decided that joe biden participated in you know office for sale activities for a wide range of his time as vice president what are you going to see that's going to change your mind what what else do you need to see at this point that's going to convince you? Oh man, I was you know I was kind of on, I was the, on fence, the fence, but now yeah. oh that's it. That's what did it. <laughs> Bob Alinsky was talking about this stuff four years ago. Mm-hmm. Four mm-hmm. years ago, Casey. Okay, let's talk about uh, the ad that was in the Carmel Current, and that is for the twenty four Republican primary gubernatorial debate here in Indiana. It has a picture of Brad Chambers, Suzanne Crouch, Eric Doden, Curtis Hill, and it does include Jamie Rittenauer. Uh, Somebody seems to be missing. Uh, Mike Braun is not. uh, So this is going to be, what, March the 11th. Mm -hmm. It's going to be in uh, Carmel. And it'll it'll be at the Palladium. Yep. uh, Very nice for those people. They'll be at the same place Charlie Daniels once performed. How about that? Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess the tickets are free. You can go to the the URcurrent.com website, and they've got a link there you can click if you want to go. Mike Braun is not there. However, they were very clear in this. The reason he is not going to participate is because Congress is scheduled to be in session, and apparently there's things he will need to be voting on. So while there are many things you can hold against Mike Braun, that Mm -hmm. will not be one of them because uh, apparently he will be doing his actual job as an elected uh, representative. Here is my question. By the way, I just got a message from Curtis Hill. He's going to join us next week. Fantastic. Curtis will be with us Mm -hmm. uh, in studio. Uh, When is somebody going to separate themselves from the pack from the pack Mm -hmm. when is somebody going to come up with hey this is my i mean people of indiana are giving you a blueprint like none of not one of these people has an idea for property taxes that we've heard we have never we have yet to hear an idea on property taxes articulated like here's the plan here's the you know boom 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 when's somebody going to come up with that when so i mean the the surveys that nikki kelly was talking about yesterday mm-hmm. from the state senator show overwhelmingly people are demanding property tax 18 reform. out of the 19 what, submitted said that's the number one what issue a, what a made for issue it's a freebie mm-hmm. just come up with you know something and 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 go with it um but just bold ideas in general i mean right now other than jamie rittenauer it's a lot of the, the same sounding people talking about the same type of stuff. I mean, I saw uh, an ad, Eric Doden ad yesterday, and you know, I was watching the bat. It was on during Is the it, uh, the Main Street ad. He's no, walking down with his it was, wife. It was an, an I think it was an ad on adoption mm-hmm. and how he had taken oh right kids in mm-hmm. and okay. So part of me is like, great, you're a decent human being, and that's wonderful, and you should totally be applauded for that. And God bless you, and good on you. Yeah, I've seen that. But ad. that doesn't have anything to do with how you're going to govern the state. Correct. 
That doesn't that, that that ad has no bearing on how you're going to help people with gas tax, property tax, you know, how you're going to reform state government, which everybody that's coming in here is admitting is broken. So, you know, how are you going to get us out of giving 500 million to the IEDC? How are you going to close the billion dollar Medicaid gap? Yeah. And he's the one who said that it needs to be reformed and they need to be much more transparent. But I think with something like that, that's an image ad. And I don't. But we're no. pa- we're past that. We're right, go time. Right. There's there is there any doubt? Does anybody have any doubt that he's you know a nice person with good intentions? Well, it's it's like Mike Speedy is running radio and television ads talking about how he defeated cancer. Mm-hmm. That's Mike Speedy is running the sixth congressional district. The seat Pence is is vacating. Um, that's great. That's wonderful. Mike Speedy, by all accounts, a decent good guy. You beat cancer. That's phenomenal. I'm happy for you. Has no bearing on you how you're going to represent those Mm -hmm. people in Washington, D.C. And when you're not getting specifics, there's a reason you're not getting specifics. Because they don't have them. There's no plan. Right. I mean, it's like, you know, and obviously the issues of a federal candidate like Speedy are going to be different than a state candidate like a a Doden or a Chambers or whoever. Mm -hmm. But you're not getting from any of these people, other than Jamie Rittenauer gave us quite a few specifics, you're not getting from the five kind of main, you know, establishment-y type candidates, specific things on how they're going to solve these issues and what they're going to do to fight to make them a thing. I haven't seen a whole lot of Brad Chambers ads recently. There was a time there I could not turn on YouTube and watch anything without getting a pre-roll from Brad Chambers. So I'm wondering if he's kind of taking a pause in that area or maybe they're just not getting fed to me. I don't know, but I'm also curious. You mentioned Curtis Hill is going to be in here, and you thought that he would have been a real disruptor in this campaign, this cycle. Yeah. Like, I'm wondering if maybe, maybe this will be it on well, the Kendall and Casey show. Look, yeah, look, I, Tony was talking a little bit about this coming into to work today, and I use different words, and I, you know, have a different desired result than other people because I know what these people are, and I know how the state government works. And I was around the not, not some of these, some of them specifically, I was around, but not all of them. But the whole thing is a house of cards, and the and the FSSA thing is proving that. Everything we've told you on from when I started on Sunday afternoons here eight years ago to now mm-hmm. is happening and that is that this whole thing is a giant house of cards that will fall over on itself and it is starting to fall over on itself right now with the with the medicaid debacle so hopefully we'll get some stuff from curtis and then we'll get some specific answers uh at this debate coming up in carmel which you can go to what is the website here it's you and you can get uh, your tickets if you'd like to go uh, attend that event yeah and they're free what a way to spend the evening huh okay we've got mark deedle who's going to join us next we're going to get an update on what's going on with uh real estate across Across the great state of Indianapolis, Indiana, coming up from 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Hey, this Sunday, if you're looking for a new church home or even a first church home, just something different, 
check out my friends at Life Church. Man, we love Life Church, and they would love the opportunity to meet and welcome you and your family this Sunday. They're warm, they're welcoming. You never feel like just a number at Life Church. You feel like an individual, and you're right at home. Life Church makes it super simple for you. They got campuses all across Central Indiana, Noblesville, Fishers, Eagle Creek, and Pendleton. In addition to awesome, awesome online services, we watch those all the time. Learn more about all of it. LifeChurchIN.com. Will the glow from the balls in a thousand stars like the cold Ohio night? And the turnpacks. 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Casey's here. And you know, uh, Casey, I'm a bit of an amateur. Um, Oh, Broadcaster? real estate man. <laughs> I was going to say real estate man, but yes, thank you very much. You know, I enjoy in my spare time uh, plotting my way out of Warehouseburg there on the west side, and uh-huh. I enjoy checking out real estate across various uh, central Indiana locations. Uh-huh. And uh, to find the next community, I'll be utterly disappointed in. Sure, sure. And the prices of real estate remain crazy. Yeah, it's just a little high right now, huh? So I said, let's get to the bottom of what's going on and do that. We have our own in-house professional you know him as the great mark deedle mark deedle hello good morning good morning all right so and just full disclosure everybody knows this but we'll put it out there you do advertise on this radio program i keep looking at these real estate prices thing and eventually things are going to cool off it doesn't seem like they are am i wrong you are not wrong these prices are not going down anytime soon so uh, you know, barring uh, the sky falling, that is pretty much a consensus across the board for all people looking at uh, really all the markets. Mm. You, you know, we we look we talk about this. We try to have you on every month, month and a half or so, just to kind of get an update on this because where people live obviously has a huge impact on on their lives. It seems like there's a lot of building going on, yet existing home prices keep skyrocketing. Is it just supply and demand? Uh, yeah, you're you're exactly right. I mean, we always kind of look at where things are each month, you know, our team does. And just to give you a little bit of an idea, the active inventory for January is down 24% from the same time last year. In other words, from January of 2024 versus 2023, the new listings are down 2%. So again, the product's not coming into the market. Um, and then therefore, when you look at the price, which uh, I look at a medium sales price, we're actually up this year 2% versus the same month um, a year ago. So uh, you're exactly right. It really is supply and demand. Mark, I get texts often from, I don't know if they're Redfin or Zillow or what they are, but it's completely unsolicited. And they ask me if I'm interested in selling my place. And I, you know, I kind of play along with them sometimes and say, well, sure, what do you have in mind? (laughs) And then they say, oh, it's a townhouse. No, we're not interested in that. We just want to buy homes. But is that still happening that these corporations are coming in and buying houses and driving up prices? Um. Well, I think from a standpoint of a price, um, I was actually looking at some information uh, overall, and they think the really large national investors um, of homes in different areas, there's different subdivisions where maybe there's a higher concentration, but really overall, that's not really um, the challenge as it relates to inventory, really what's driving price. Uh, right now, the builders just can't build fast enough to mm. get caught up. Uh, and there's just some factors as it relates to, uh, we again, we just don't have enough inventory. So I wouldn't say those big buyers are really uh, creating that supply and demand issue. Um, I just think it's overall, um, there's still just not enough people 
deciding to make a move and wanting to get their home back on the market for a resale value. Mark Deedle, our guest, we're talking about the red-hot central Indiana real estate market. Now, what I did notice, Mark, and we talked about this before, if you're willing to get outside of those kind of, you know, the the Marion County and then the Donut Counties, if you're willing to get outside of those nine-ish county areas, you can actually get some decent, reasonably priced land and homes. Why is it that the Donut County and Marion County are just like so scorching hot? But then, hey, if you're willing to get a little adventurous and get out into more rural Indiana, you can still do okay. Well, the, the city center here for us in central Indiana it still has an attraction. Uh, so, you know, people just don't want to get too far out uh, as it relates to uh, still having a reasonable drive to, you know, get into town or get into the areas where they like to, you know, go out to eat, where they like to, um, you know, have social events and things like that. It was interesting. I was at an event this last week, and we were talking about how Indianapolis doesn't have any natural barriers. In other words, we don't have a great lake on one side. Mm-hmm. We don't have mountains. We don't have a major river. So we are kind of spread out. So, Rob, I mean, you can get down 69 now to, towards Bloomington, you know, get out there, get a little bit more rural and find a better deal out there and still be within a reasonable time distance uh, from Indianapolis. So we're pretty fortunate from that standpoint where people can get out. But again, still that kind of that donut community, uh, that's still where the main demand is. So you're going to get prices um, driven because of that demand. Mark, I'm curious, did you see that there was that $295 million house that went on the market, the highest price house ever? Uh, was that a national stat? It was a national stat, but I'm curious, is it easier for you to sell the high-end homes or the middle ground house? Well, we like we like to be right there kind of in the medium. Uh, we, you know, we service the entire central Indiana, so we kind of average out. Uh, you know, we'll sell something, you know, in, in the, you know, around a hundred thousand mm-hmm. and we'll sell something from two to 3 million. Uh, so that's not unusual. What is the range that your buyers are coming to you saying, uh, this is where we want to be. We still have a, a lot of kind of the first time home buyers. I mean, an article came out in early January from Zillow rating the top, uh, 10 hottest markets in the nation. And Indianapolis was actually rated number four as far as the fourth hottest market predicted for 2024. And a lot of that is because of we have good, strong demand. Uh, we have good, steady values. We have good job growth. So we still get a lot. I mean, we still get right in that 300 to $350, uh, $400,000 range. Believe it or not, uh, sometimes, you know, that's the first time. That, that's not unusual for a first-time home buyer in today's world to be buying in those numbers. Hey, before I let you go, Mark, Casey makes an interesting point. There was a, you know, like you, we always kind of see these, the top priced homes in all of uh, most valuable homes in all of central Indiana. Mm -hmm. Let's just pick a number. Like, (laughs) I don't know. Let's just say it was a $7 million home. It's not like if you're buying a $300,000 home, right? Like there's not an open house where Rob Kendall can just come and peruse through the... I think you have to make an appointment the, for that. How, how, does that work on those, how, how does that work on those like high-end properties if you want to view the thing? You got to do a credit check. Uh, you got to take a br- briefcase full of cash as a, as a town, as a show of good faith. Like, how do you even they're go about gonna, with they're those? They're not going to let an amateur radio broadcast <laughs> So just just keep that in mind, Rob. You just can't go cruising through those houses. Uh-huh. What what is the what is like very high level? I don't need intricate detail, but like what is the process for those very wealthy people to view those very wealthy uh, wealthy homes? Well, there's a connection between agents here in Central Indiana, and you know the agents that um, you know are professional. They've been dealing with these kind of buyers, um, so 
that that's a big difference. In other words, when somebody's giving us a call and they want to show one, you know, a million dollar, million and a half dollar home or a two million dollar property that we have, if they're if they're an agent's very well recognized, they work in this value price range. I know them. I communicate to them. We have a good connection. So if they say, "Hey, Mark, I got all this. I got I got a bank statement, a redacted bank statement. I got a letter from the bank." Um, you know, I got their assets. I got their. I've been showing them homes in this range for the last year, year and a half. Oftentimes, that's really good. But if it's if it's a new relationship, we do want to vet them out. Yeah. And we need to see like you know a, a financial wherewithal. Somebody has the capability of making those buys. I'm so glad you said the word vet because that's what I was going with. I was going to tell Rob uh, the word you're looking for is vetted. Yeah, and and I, and yeah. I wouldn't pass, Mark. So uh, yeah, thanks for that. Hey, find him at markdeedle.com. MarkDeedle.com. We love you, Mark. Thank you for all you do. Thanks so much. Enjoy this sunny day. Yeah, you too. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Tired of hearing Rob talk about all the bad news? Yes. Time to find your happy place. Turn that frown upside down. It's time for Shining Rainbows with Rob. Yes. It's time for you to be happy. This is something that the bosses said. Hey, you know what? How about every day you take a few minutes out of the show and uh, try and be positive sure. throughout the entire segment? They challenged you. So far, you, I think you've done very, very well. You have brought some uh, uplifting stories to yeah, the program. That's the goal? Yeah. And uh, you've got another good one today. Yeah. So... Um I saw this story and we love our veterans. We love our World War II veterans. And this actually um, is a story about a, a guy. And we get a lot of these stories from it. It's called the Good News Network, Casey. Because mm-hmm. it's hard to find good news these it days. It is. It is. And I mean, this is a real challenge for you, but you're doing excellent. Okay. So this guy, is, uh, th- this guy was a, his name is Bernard Morgan. He was a sergeant in the Royal Air Force mm-hmm. during World War II. He was a code breaker. And he was actually at the beaches of Normandy. He was at, at Gold Beach in June of 44. Um, 1,100 of his fellow servicemen, you know, tragically passed uh, away around him. But he, he recently turned 100 years old, mm-hmm. which is Still awesome with us. Yeah. that he made it to 100. We love that. That's just so great. And upon turning 100 years old, he has revealed a, um, a message that they intercepted two days ahead of when the actual end of World War II with the Germans yeah. was announced. Obviously, there were two components to World War II. There was the war with Germany, mm-hmm. and then obviously what happened with Japan. But this guy has revealed this code that they intercepted. So basically, he knew before the rest of the world that the uh, war was over. That the war was ending, yeah. and he has now uh, given a cop- couple of copies of this transcription to various museums. However, he has the original, and he's hanging on to the original, and said he plans to pass this down yeah. to future generations. That's really cool. I mean, he was a code breaker. 
So if that had gone in the hands of anybody else, they may not have been able to decipher it, but it was a secret, what, telex? And he was able to figure out that it said the German war is now over. The surrender is effective sometime tomorrow. I mean, can you imagine having that information before anybody else? The smile on his face that he probably had to contain and, you know, not share with everybody. Yeah, he, he couldn't. He couldn't tell anyone, mm-hmm. and you have this, inc- not even, it's like, can't even, I mean, just, you know, you know, all of this, all these, you know, obviously in the case of World War II, you know, millions of people who have died on both sides of this war, this mm-hmm. horrific thing that the Nazis, you know, attempted to do and did do did do for a very long time, mm-hmm. and, you, you know, you were at the beaches of Normandy, you watched 1,100 of your fellow servicemen die, all of these things that you fought for is going to happen and yet you get this the privilege of getting this information ahead of anyone else and um man just what a what a feeling that must have been so you mentioned that he was celebrating his birthday he was 100 years old uh-huh. and he actually got all dressed up in the uniform that he That's wore great. on D day i love that um so it still has that around with him and he said that he's always keen for the younger generation to know exactly what went on during the war and to appreciate the sacrifice that our lads made so that we can enjoy the freedoms we have today yeah it's awesome you had mentioned that your grandfather yeah. served in World War II. Yeah, that's right. And I, my grandfather, of course, he's no longer with us, but he did as well. And there was a short time in my life in between moving locations. I lived with my grandparents. Yeah. And I was always fascinated by the stories that they would tell. And there was one story that they said my uh, grandpa was in Hawaii Mm -hmm. and my grandma, who was in Ohio, was traveling from Ohio via train to go meet my grandpa because he had some leave. Mm -hmm. So they were going to go out to Hawaii. And my mom was just a little baby. So grandma had baby on the train. Mm My mom was sick and acting up very badly, and she said, she told me the story how a stranger could tell that my grandma was tired, exhausted, traveling the country to go see her soldier husband. Mm -hmm. This is during World War II. Stranger goes up to my grandma and says, can I please help you with your um, baby? Let me hold her for a few hours so that you can get some rest and sleep. And if you think about that today, (laughs) that would never, ever happen. You're on a train and a stranger walks up and says, hey, let me hold your baby for a few hours so you can get some sleep. You'd be like... Get away from me. Right. You know, stranger. Yeah. Danger. Think, my, how the times have changed. Yeah. And don't you don't you wish for a simpler world where that was a thing and you could just do something like that? And you like could that. trust somebody. Absolutely. To help you. Yeah. Um, that community just uh, not around like that. It is 1137 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's talk uh, really quick about this. It was announced that Joe Biden will not take a cognitive test as part of his upcoming what? physical uh, is this because we know he won't pass it? Oh, of course, Casey. <laughs> of course, it's because they don't think he's going to pass it. And Nikki Haley has come out and she says that she thinks that Biden should resign based on the Robert Herr uh, report. She said that that is the, in the best interest of the country. So the cognitive test and, and many of our 
more seasoned listeners, especially if you're on Medicare. I think that's part of being on Medicare. You have to take that each year. Trump talked about taking it. It's just a very simple, they give you like, it's like three words and then they say, hey, we're going to chat and then we'll come back to these three words. Mm -hmm. You know, can you tell me what these three words were? And I think they draw hands on a clock and just things to test how well you remember things. And of course, Trump famously took it and then did an interview where even though 90% of the interview wasn't about that, he kept coming back to how he got all the words right. And Mm -hmm. people remember that from that. There's no way Biden could pass one of those. No, I don't think so either. No way. Um, But Nikki Haley is now, you know, fighting this on two fronts because she has been coming out saying that Donald Trump doesn't have memory. And now with the Robert, her report, of course, Joe Biden doesn't have memory. And she's saying that he should resign, you know, in the best interest of the country. Is that in the best interest of the country? You got to really, really think that through, because if he were to step down. Who's who's next in line? Right. Who's sitting in his place? Um, we've got a flashback. This is uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. You might remember this from the debates. I also want to close with one message to the Democrat Party. End this farce that Joe Biden is going to be your nominee. We know he's not even the president of the United States. He's a puppet for the managerial class. So have the guts to step up and be honest about who you're actually going to put up so we can have an honest debate. Biden should step aside, end his candidacy now so we can see whether it's Newsom or Michelle Obama or whoever else. Just tell us the truth so we can have an honest debate. They completely just try and shut him down there. Um, Okay, one other story that I wanted to talk about. Did you see that the uh, shipwreck hunters, they discovered a uh, merchant ship that sank in Lake Superior in 1940? Was this the one Gordon Lightfoot sang about? No, this is a totally different one, but same lake, same Great Lake. It was. I thought in, that's why. That's why I said that. Yeah, that was not the 1940s, though. No, it was not. But it was in Lake Superior. So apparently, this captain went down with the ship, but everybody else on the boat survived. What? So, yeah, everybody else. Uh, everybody else got to safety, but the captain remained, and he went down with the ship. And um, they recently found it off of Whitefish wow. Point in Michigan. And there's a there's a museum up there, by the way. It's the Great Lakes Shipwreck Historical oh Society. You can see all sorts of stuff from the. Um, Edmund Fitzgerald. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and everything. It is Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Hello, listening public. It is Rob for my friends at Universal Windows Direct. And man, do they have an amazing deal going on right now. Get this. Buy two windows. You get two free. Yeah, didn't stutter. Buy two windows. Get two free. And if you call right now, and we'll give you that phone number here in just a second, they will give you an additional $250 off your project if you tell them Rob told me to call. So all you got to do to get the buy two, get two free deal, plus $250 off your order is called 317-659-7574. Tell them Rob told you to call and you get that buy two, get two free, plus $250 off your order with Universal Windows Direct.
Don't know how they're doing it? Just know they're doing it. 317-659-7574 or universalwindowsdirect.com. Universalwindowsdirect.com. Tell them Rob sent you. Ninety-three WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. My name is Casey, and Rob is here. Rob, have you been following Jackie and Shadow? Who? Jackie and Shadow. They're a pair of bald eagles. Oh. Their nest is being covered by several live cameras, and you can now follow them on YouTube. Oh. The is there thing, a lot of people watching this? Millions. Like, what of do they people do? They just, they just all over the world. What? But well, why? Okay, here's the thing. They have three eggs that are close to hatching, and three eggs for bald eagles is very rare. Normally, there's one. Occasionally, there's two. But to have three little bald eagle hatchlings at the same time, very rare. And they're pulling in a very large audience on YouTube. So this is like human children then we're like hey one kid and yeah then twins is even rare and, and then, then triplets yeah is, it's super rare yeah absolutely crazy so they have their nest or roost as it's called 145 feet up in a jeffrey pine tree in big bear valley which is in the san bernardino mountains oh, okay their nest how big do you think a bald eagle's nest is okay so i'm gonna do this from a little bit of experience yesterday over the uh, and this happens every single year at my house i'm an awning in the back of my house Mm -hmm. and every year the birds decide they're going to make that their home and nest and then every spring i have to go out and clear out the old nest yeah and based on that i will say it is as big as (laughs) oh bigger than a bread box well oh yeah yeah yeah, no no i was thinking uh let's see here uh how about as big as uh one of those uh one of those tubes that, like, in the you can get in in the um, you know in the pool, like an you throw inner, in the, tube? inner tube. Yes, thank you. It is going to be much bigger than an inner oh, tube. Oh, how exciting! The nest for these eagles um, is five feet wide and six feet deep. Wow! Yeah, so a lot bigger, and the wingspan for the eagles is over seven feet. Shadow's wingspan is six and a half feet wide, and I always think that's interesting because when you think of a bald eagle, yeah, sure, it's a bird and it's it's a rat. Sure. It's a big bird, but you don't realize how incredibly large these animals are. Seven foot wingspan. That's pretty big. And they've got these little eggs now that they're protecting. Can we come back to what I just addressed, which is the birds making the nest in my awning? (laughs) Because when I went out there yesterday, my wife gives me the whole thing. You need to look in there and make sure there's no eggs in there. Well, I said it's February. They're not going to have eggs there in February. Mm -hmm. Well, you need to make especially sure. Why do I have to make sure of anything? It's my property. It's one thing that they do it in a tree, but they're on my property. I'm not going to go a whole summer without an awning just because a bird decided to put a nest there. Mm -hmm. Don't the birds owe a little something to me? Why do I have to (laughs) cater to the birds? I think that you just need to let them do their thing. No, it's my property. They're not hurting you, or the, are they? On the, it's my awning. I have the right <laughs> to use my awning. The reason True. I have an awning is for so that it won't be a gajillion degrees with the sun beating down on me in the middle of July. And last time I checked on the property deed, it doesn't say the bird's name. And the last time I went to pay the mortgage, the bird wasn't paying the mortgage, Casey. Okay, well, you know what? I don't think you'll have to wait long. When it comes to these bald eagles, the incubation period is only 35 days. So they're going to quick. Yeah, that is quick. So if you would just be a little patient, 
I don't this think these summer. Are, but well, I, but it seems like they just it's every year. Yeah. And my, that's cuz they like you. Well, my dad for some odd reason. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they, my dad said that there is something about they go back to the same place every year mm-hmm. which is weird they know how to get back. Yeah. You went cuz I thought birds went south for the winter. Well, maybe they like it because somebody's already done the work. Well, but now it's gone and I'm telling you this year I'm I've, I've obtained some spray oh, no. that I, we think may keep the birds away because it's my awning. It's true. Two years in a row I've not been able to use this thing because every time I try to do something about it, my wife acts as though I'm BTK out there or something. <laughs> well, if you want to watch the Eagles, uh, you can. I have retweeted out oh, the YouTube exciting. link at Casey Daniels 317. I had it on in the background last night, and it's pretty quiet, but then every now and then, the Eagles will you know, chime in, and you get this call oh. out of nowhere. Well, but That was going to be my question to you, is what are, what are you even watching? Well, I mean, they come, and they, you know, they're like hanging out together. You, you never seen a bald eagle before? <laughs> well, it's very majestic because of the background. There's a beautiful lake and the trees. Oh, and is that is that it? It's, it's, it's very, about it's the very majestic. Maj- uh, I'm on Pip Watch. Okay, you see that's this? what it's called. Pip Watch. What by is that? the way, uh, a pip is when there starts to be a little crack in the eggs. Oh, when the when the little uh, eaglets start uh, to. Crack I've never eggs. understood this. You see the, the zoo all the time. Yeah. Hey, Fran, the giraffe is about to have a little baby giraffe, or or Freddie the elephant is about to his his. Is it wife with elephants? Whatever it is. <laughs> Spouse, his, his, mate. His mate is about to uh-huh. And they will just put a camera on, uh, you know, at the the gorillas at the yeah. zoo. And I've never understood. What are we watching? I mean, we're just staring at these animals. What I mean, what are we what are we Some doing? Some people like animals. And wasn't it Benjamin Franklin who actually suggested that it was a turkey that would be the, should be the national bird? I think you are correct on that. And then somebody came along and said, how about we go with something just a little bit more majestic? It was probably a good move to go with the bald eagle. I think so. Versus a turkey. Well, why don't you just, just do me a favor and just let me know when the bald eagles are born. Okay. And we'll go from there. All how right, about that? That sounds good. All right. Hey, before we go today, you've got... You got this story, mm-hmm. and you're totally enthralled with this. Yeah. And I don't care about this at all, but it's half your show, so uh, whatever. <laughs> Why? Are, what? What are? What are we doing? What's going we're, on? Here? We're doing this story so that you can be mean to me, apparently. Um, so it is a couple who have visited all 63 national parks in America. So it's just a couple people with too much time on their hands. Well, apparently they're retired or yes, <laughs> yeah, they exactly. have, they have a, a lot of money. It's a story about two retired now, people. here's the deal. Their names are <laughs> Matt and Karen. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they're from Seattle. And of they, they, they have a bunch of followers on the social media. And of course they went to all of the national parks uh-huh. in the country. And then they ranked them and they reviewed their findings with everybody. Like they said the most diverse park was Olympic National Park. Mm-hmm. The most otherworldly park is Death Valley. Uh, the national park that has the best wildlife sightings goes to Yellowstone. And they said that um, the most awe-inspiring would be Grand Canyon. The best of everything is Grand Teton. The most underrated would be the Badlands. The most enchanting would be Bryce Canyon. Now, are you noticing a theme here with this? Yeah, but I want to I point out something here. And this is how much the world's changing. You know how I hate change, Casey. There's a time where these people would have done this for mm-hmm. the love of the thing. Right. And then when they got done, there would have, like, USA Today might have done an article on them. Mm-hmm. To man and woman visit all 63 national parks. And right. you would read it in your, you know, if they're affiliate of USA Today, and you'd go, oh, that's pretty interesting. A lifestyle story, R- something light and easy. Yeah. Now you've got people who have figured out, like, we can get 
a following. We out can of this. get views. I, I don't know if they're making money of it. I assume they're monetizing it in some capacity. Which there's look, there's nothing wrong. It's obviously clearly legal to do that. Mm-hmm. But I just it, it seems like I've got a there's a, somebody that I used to work in local media here who got out of the newscaster business. Yeah, and now her and her husband are just on a boat. And yeah. they just boat to various places, and that's Sounds their nice. life. Yeah, and it's like this is how society's changed. Where I think we used to have people who did things for the love of doing it, and then hey, somehow it got to a local reporter that this was going on, and they did an article about it, and that's great. Mm-hmm. Now it seems like people are doing things for the attention. Well, it's uh, you can't just do it and enjoy it. Now you have to show everybody how much you're enjoying it. Now I have no idea. I want to do this. This is actually my life's ambition my goal in life when i retire that to get into just a big rv and travel all over the country and visit all of the national parks will you take your husband with you or will you leave him it oh. really depends on the cpap machine works by then <laughs> uh and the snoring goes down to a minimum <laughs> of course i'll take him with me i need someone to drive Oh, come on. It's Valentine's Day. These are the jokes. Um, No, but so when I saw that this couple did this, I thought, oh, that's interesting. Now, here's the difference. When I do it, I might have to go on social media and show everybody that I've done it because I'm going to need an RV sponsor. (laughs) Well, this is my point. It's like it used to be, hey, we did this for the love of the thing, and then it just somehow got out that we were doing it, and then somebody did an article on it, and you would read it and go, that's really cool they did that. It just seems like in today's society, people are doing things for the attention first and the joy of the thing second. And then it kind of makes me not want to enjoy the thing that you're doing with right. you. No, I totally want to do this uh, for the enjoyment of it because, you know, I, I'm, I'm into conservation and I love our state parks and the national parks. And I really would love the opportunity just to visit them all and hike and just uh, be one with nature. But the one thing that I did notice about this couple, obviously they're West Coasters uh-huh. and all of the national parks that they ranked we're all totally West, biased. West, West Coast yes, bias. Yes, yeah. exactly. Right. So they listed yeah, none those, in the middle of the people. country or in screw the East Coast. Those, <laughs> what was it, Chad and Karen? <laughs> Might as well be. <laughs> oh, right, 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 Matt and Karen, I yeah. think it was. Yeah. <laughs> I like Chad better. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Jason. And thank you for listening. Happy Valentine's Day. Tony Katz is up next. This has been Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.